0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.
1: Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, July 26th, Banking Wall Black in San Diego. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Plans to put protected bike lanes on 30th and North Park are near completion. The lanes have been a hot topic in the neighborhood, with some business owners fearing the loss of street parking will hurt their livelihoods. Laura Worm is the owner of Bivouac Cider Works
2: on 30th. The businesses are going to survive. They're going to come up with a way to get customers to those businesses. I hope that the city is thinking about them. You know, I hope that the bikers are
1: thinking about them. Currently, the bike lanes stretch for one and a half miles from Juniper Street to Polk Avenue. In a few months, the city plans on extending them north by another mile to Adams Avenue. San Diego Congressman Mike Levin has created a bipartisan Congressional Caucus to explore solutions to nuclear waste stored in 80 locations across the country. Levin says the federal government is responsible for the waste, but that the caucus was formed to expedite federal action. Both parties believe the current system of spent nuclear fuel storage is not sustainable and they're working towards finding a permanent repository and interim storage. A male snow leopard at the San Diego Zoo has preliminarily tested positive for the virus that causes COVID-19. Zoo staff made the announcement on Friday. The day before that, wildlife care specialists had noticed the snow leopard had a cough and a nasal discharge. According to a statement from the zoo, the snow leopard is doing okay for now and hasn't shown any further symptoms beyond a cough and a runny nose. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the A San Diego man says he was the victim of racial discrimination when he tried to cash an insurance check at a local bank, something known as Banking While Black. KPBS's Amitha Sharma has more.
2: John Pittman III is a lawyer who also spent 19 years working in the finance industry. He knows the banking business.
3: They verify. They verify if there's an issue.
2: So the San Diego resident was prepared in early 2020 when he went to a Bank of America branch in Pacific Beach to cash a $12,000 check from an insurance settlement. The payment from the Geico Insurance Company was a B of A check, but just in case, he brought additional paperwork from Geico and three forms of identification, a driver's license, passport, and birth certificate. Yet that wasn't enough for the branch's assistant manager.
3: She came back and then she was telling me that she can't cash it because my name had the third on my identification but the third wasn't written on the check.
2: But the suffix the third on Pittman's name was written on the rest of the GEICO documents. He suggested the assistant manager contact GEICO to confirm his identity.
3: And she's like no no no, we can't even if we call to verify we have no way to notate that we verified.
2: Pittman says he called GEICO on his cell phone, put the insurance representative on speakerphone to address the assistant manager's concerns.
3: And the assistant manager says well I don't who you are you could be just one of his friends he's calling.
2: Pittman again asked her to call Geico. She refused to make that call but said she made another.
3: Said she's going to talk to the manager and she comes back and says we've notified the authorities. You're trying to steal the money from the real John Pittman.
2: Pittman says on the advice of the Geico representative he exited the bank but was left with an aching thought.
3: This would not have happened if I wasn't a black person. I just cannot see them calling the police on every person that they get a check that doesn't have junior or a third or whatever. That just doesn't make sense.
2: Pittman says the B of A branch manager told him more than a year later that the assistant manager was only pretending to call the police. KPBS tried to interview that B of A branch manager, but he declined. B of A corporate spokesman Bill Hallidon says it is standard industry practice not to cash a check if the recipient name and identification don't precisely match to protect against potential fraud. But is it standard industry practice to accuse a customer of stealing and then threaten to call the police as Pittman says B of A did with him?
4: It's unfortunately not uncommon for us to hear stories of racialized and racist behavior in financial institutions.
2: Hudson Munoz is a research analyst with the Committee for Better Banks, which represents industry workers and consumers.
4: It is a problem when the first response at any organization is to involve the police rather than to treat the customer as a truthful person, especially given the materials that this person had to back up the identity.
2: The term advocates use to describe these situations is banking while black. Black customers have long complained of being confronted with skepticism, hurdles, and calls to police while seeking basic transactions. Ed Golding is executive director of MIT's Golub Center for Finance and Banking. He says race isn't likely the only issue in Pittman's case. The size of the check and the fact that Pittman wasn't a customer were also factors, but he says they don't excuse the assistant manager's alleged actions.
0: It seems like in the facts of this case, it was a very inappropriate way of saying go away, we don't want to serve you.
2: Bank of America ultimately sent a letter to Pittman standing by its policy. However, the letter also stated, quote, we regret any inconvenience you may have encountered as a result of this matter and apologize for any service provided that did not meet your expectations. But Pittman wanted the bank to apologize specifically for the assistant manager's behavior. He also asked for monetary damages, which the bank refused.
1: He says he still feels demoralized.
3: It makes you feel two inches tall. You know, it makes you
4: feel targeted.
1: And that reporting from KPBS's Amitha Sharma. Coming up.
4: There's a lot of good things that came out of that case and a lot of people's lives changed for the better. And, you know, we got legislation passed and a lot of good things have come. But at the expense of my life, though, <laughs> at the same time
1: a man arrested under a controversial gang law for crimes he had nothing to do with. He was later released, and the charges were dropped, but not before he spent seven months in jail. We'll have that story next, just after the break.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.
1: In the summer of 2014, a swarm of police arrested Aaron Harvey outside Las Vegas. The San Diego native was charged as a test case for a law that had never been used before. The law said someone could be charged with conspiracy for belonging to the same gang as other people who had carried out a series of gang shootings. A judge dismissed the charges against him, but not before he spent seven months in jail. Now, Harvey has graduated from UC Berkeley. CBS reporter Claire Tregesser tells the story of what his last three years have been like.
4: I remember sitting in jail and a Berkeley commercial came on and I remember telling uh, his name is DeAndre Cooper. We were cellies uh, uh, on the same case. And I was like, if they ever let us out of here, I'm going to Berkeley. And everybody, ah, you know, you sound stupid, (laughs) you know.
5: This is Aaron Harvey in November 2018 during his Thanksgiving break from his first semester at UC Berkeley. I interviewed him in the midst of what would be a huge challenge for him, graduating from one of California's best universities.
4: You know, sometimes I feel like if I don't graduate from this school, I can never come back to San Diego, you know what I mean, because it's... It's just a lot of pressure, you know. Like, I have to get, I got a B on my midterm and flipped out, you know. <laughs> it's like, one, I've never gotten a B on anything. So I, I was like, I was, you know, that was very humbling. Uh, but then at the same time, I'm like, oh, hope this doesn't mess up my, my GPA because I have to have a high GPA because I got to go to Harvard, you know, for law school. And, but I'm putting all this pressure. On, it's like, chill out. It's a midterm, it's a B like relax.
0: The community in general kind of did place a lot of, I don't know if I want to say expectations, but um, kind of a burden of, of of being successful.
5: That's Khaled Alexander, a community leader who's known Harvey for a long time. He says Harvey's case, which so many people saw as unjustly putting him, plus rapper Brandon Duncan in prison, made the expectations that much higher for a true redemption
0: story. He also, uh, as an individual, I think, can represent kind of what it's like to be Black in this country, what it's like to be an African-American in this country, um, where you do have to work harder. If you do mess up, there's going to be more attention.
4: There's a lot of good things that came out of that case, and a lot of people's lives changed for the better, and, you know, we got legislation passed, and. A lot of good things have come, but at the expense of my life, though, (laughs) at the same time. So it's almost the same thing with like Berkeley now.
5: Harvey remembers people who've left his neighborhood in southeast San Diego before. They went to college or law school, and when they came back, they talked differently and dressed differently. He resolved to not do that, but... It's challenging.
4: I've had professors tell me, um, you know, okay, we need to use more academic language. And, and I challenged her, well, like, who set the standard for what's academic language, right? You know, um, like, so you want me to speak
5: white? Two years and one pandemic later... Harvey graduated with a degree in political science.
4: Well, what's up? Yeah.
5: Congratulations.
4: <laughs> Thank you.
5: I talked to him again, this time at an outdoor park with ducks around us instead of a studio. I played for him a few of his old clips about applying to only Ivy League law schools, about having a panic attack over the bee on his midterm, and he laughed. So,
4: one, I was like, wow. I don't.
5: Think- I hear that. <laughs> yes.
4: Um, I feel none of that anymore.
5: Now Harvey does seem lighter, less exhausted, less weighed down. And with some of the ease and carefreeness you'd expect a brand new college graduate to have. I think, I, I, well not
4: I think, I know. And again, I was, again, it was guilt and everything else. I was trying to take care of everything else and I wasn't taking care of myself. And now I'm like, now nah, i got to take care of myself.
1: Claire Trageser,
4: KPBS
1: News. For a longer version of this story, listen to the KPBS Investigates podcast. That's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio, or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert.